0: Praise the Lord. okay uh, but anyway it, it's it's so great knowing that you know the Bible is uh, I mean it's, it's not like I'm not, I jokingly like to say well Confucius say no this is a this is history that word there acts it's just the, it's, it should just be called history it's the history of some people want to call it the early church. I say the early church went all the way back to Genesis, you know, I mean, it's not like all of a sudden we created the church. Jesus did something major right here, that's true, redemption, but boy, blessings and stuff were taking place all during that other time too, but something fantastic happened when Jesus was here, I mean, uh, we don't have to jump through hoops, uh, I mean, it, basically I. Our sins were going to destroy us, but Jesus took care of that. But anyway, in the book of Acts, this is history, and I want us to jump all the way to uh, the uh, 13th chapter. This is just a historical document, okay? But anyway, and uh, and it's time-sensitive too. It starts right after Jesus was resurrected uh, and uh, carries on for about the next 30 years. It's about a 30-year time span here. okay. Oh, uh, let me skip down here a little bit, and uh, let's see, this is kind of interesting here. Uh, let's pick up right here in the Acts chapter 13, oh, uh, uh, let's see, yeah, I'll just pick up a little bit, afterwards they preached from town to town across the entire island, they finally reached Paphos, you know, okay, say so they finally reached, you know, Cocoa Beach, whatever, well, okay, it's just a place where they met a Jewish sorcerer. Well, that can't be good. Well, I mean, he's a Jewish fellow, but he believes in, well, notice what it says. He was a fake prophet. Well, wow. Named Bar-Jesus. Well, wow. Okay. He had attached himself to the governor. So these are people in high places. This is not like nobody ever know. He, there, we're in a certain place. We're on an island, Paphos, and here's a governor. <laughs> Anyway, the guy's name was Sergius Paulus, the governor, a man of considerable insight and understanding. It means he wasn't a stupid fellow. The government, I mean, the governor was a brilliant guy. Anyway, the governor invited Barnabas and Paul, okay, you know, those are the two Christian guys here to visit him, for he they wanted to hear their message from God. But the sorcerer, his name was uh, Elmas, his name in Greek, still bar Jesus, but in the Greek it's referred to that interfered and urged the governor to pay no attention to what Paul and Barnas were, trying, were, were saying, uh, trying to keep him from, look at that, trusting the Lord. You know, the message of the Bible is just so important. Otherwise, what did this guy care? No. <laughs> he knew it was going to mess things up because he was a sorcerer, and now they were going to have the Lord to help him, and they weren't going to need this doggone sorcerer anymore. He was the one that was kind of funding the government, helping everything work out, obviously. So he was mad. Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, he glared angrily at the sorcerer and said, Now, now look at this. We have to throw out this stuff. Oh, we need to just be nice. We just need to just. No, you don't need to be nice. You know? People are interfering. You tell them, stop. Look at that. We've heard a lot of you son of <laughs> I mean, here's a good one here, you son of devil, you. Okay. Full of every sort of trickery and villainy, enemy of all that's good, you'll never in, uh, will you never end your propositions, your opposition to the Lord. And now the Lord's laid His hand of punishment upon you. You're going to be stricken a while with blindness. Wow! Instantly, mist fell on this guy, and he begged for somebody to carry him around. I mean, he he blinded. Huh? Oh, he can't see. Wow. So does this sound like something like? I mean, it's scripture. But it's not like, you know, the Lord says that thou shalt. This is history, but we get all kind of stuff out of this, okay? When the governor saw what happened, that's the reason we got such watered down Christianity today. We're like, oh, you go to that church. Well, good for you. I go to this church. Well, good for you. Well, is the Lord doing anything? And not necessarily in here, but in our lives. Absolutely should be doing something. When the governor saw what happened, he believed, and he was astonished at the power of God's message. Now, Paul and those uh, <clears throat> with him, they left Paphos by ship for Turkey. We've heard of that. Well, now you know. Well, of course, it couldn't be that far from the Holy Land. It's just north. Okay. And they landed at the port of Perga. There, John deserted them. His Mark, I think it's his name. That note will say Mark. John Mark was his name. And he returned to Jerusalem. But Barnabas and Paul went on to Antioch, the city and uh, province of, anyway, someplace up there in Turkey. On the Sabbath, now here we are. Uh, Look at that. After the usual readings from the book of Moses and the prophets. Wow. And that's what we do here. We're looking to the scriptures. Those in charge of the service sent them this message. Brothers, if you've got any other word of encouragement for us, give it. Now watch what Paul does here. Paul stood, waved a greeting to them and began, Men of Israel, he said, and all of others... Who reverence God let me begin my remarks with a bit of history well that's what our Bible is now watch him bring us through just basically what we see here uh, usually at church here the God of this nation Israel chose our ancestors honored them in Egypt by gloriously leading them out of slavery in other words Moses got them out the God did you know He nursed them through 40 years of wandering around in the wilderness. Now remember, we have Moses said in Deuteronomy, that that wilderness was a scary place. Serpents and terrible things and all this kind of... But God kept them safe the whole time. Then he destroyed seven nations in Canaan and gave Israel to the land as an inheritance. That was Joshua, okay? And then here's your judges. Judges ruled for about 450 years. Now we get a time frame, okay? Of course, you could see it back then. If you read it yourself, you can see the time frame. Then the people begged for a king. Wow. God gave them Saul, son of Kish, a man of the tribe of Benjamin, who reigned for 40 years. But God removed him because Saul didn't trust the Lord. Okay, Replaced him, look at this, with David as king. Aha. A man whom God said, David, uh, son of Jesse, is a man after my own heart. He will obey me. And it is one of David's, King David's descendants, Jesus, who is, prom, who is God's promised Savior of Israel. So wow, now we see David can't be a fable because if David's a fable, then Jesus is a fable. Okay. But we know better than that. We know it. Oh. Before he came, John the Baptist, he preached uh, for the need of everyone in Israel to turn from sin to God. Oh, okay. John was finishing his work, and he asked, do you think I'm the Messiah? No, but he's coming soon, and uh, <clears throat> he's coming soon, and in comparison, I'm utterly worthless. Brothers, you sons of, of Abraham, all you Gentiles here who reverence God, this salvation is for all of us. The Jews in Jerusalem, their leaders fulfilled prophecy, they killed Jesus, boy, now we're really up to, this is when they kill the Lord. They didn't recognize him or realize that he was the one the prophets were written about. Though they heard through the prophets and they, that were read every Sabbath. Okay. All right. Uh, let's see what happened next. They found, no, they found no just cause to execute him, but they asked Pilate to have him killed anyway. When they fulfilled the prophecies concerning his death, he was taken from the cross, placed in a tomb. But God brought him back to life again. And he was seen many times during the next few days by the men who had accompanied him to Jerusalem from Galilee. These men have constantly testified to this in public witness. I mean, they didn't just fall off and go, well, uh, they were fanatical. Matter of fact, over one, uh, the scripture tells us in 1 Corinthians that one time there was 500 people at once saw him. Well, that was book of Acts chapter 1. But anyway, 500 people saw him at once. It's kind of hard. This would be very tough to deny. Anyway, Barnabas and I are here to bring you this good news. That God's promise to our ancestors has come has come true in our own time. in that God brought Jesus back to life. This was what the second psalm was talking about when he said concerning Jesus, Today I have honored you as my son. Now he's quoting from a psalm that David wrote, Psalm 2. And he says, for God promised um, to bring him back to life. No more to die. This is stated in the scripture, I will do to you the wonderful thing. Look at that. I have promised David. Let me switch this to the King James Version just a moment here. That's verse 34. We'll get right back down there to it. Uh, Let's see. Well, there it is. 34. And as concerning that he raised him up from the dead, now to return to corruption no more, he said this uh, on this wise, I will give you, look at this. The sure mercies of David. Now remember the Living Bible says, I'll give you what I promised David. Well, he goes on and says, well, David died. His, his grave is still here today, but Jesus is resurrected. But anyway, I want us to go back to this. What did God do with David? Well, real quickly, we already know when David first comes on the scene, you actually can back up to the book of Ruth. Remember the story of Ruth? Ruth was grandmother to David. Because, remember, she she wound up having a child, and then his name was such and such, and then his son was Jesse, and then Jesse was the king of David. I mean, it was was King David. Okay. I mean, Jesse's son David was the king of Israel. That's the last thing you see in Ruth. And then you pick up with, uh, basically, Samuel, and then finally you don't hear anything about David until David and Goliath. Okay. Now, but let's take a look at this. He says, I will give you the sure mercies of David. Oh, Let's go to the book of 1 um, uh, Chronicles here. And again, like we did last week, Chronicles is an interesting book. It's, it's time sensitive. I mean, it's right in line with all the rest of them. Genesis, Exodus, Viticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, carrying on right through here. But Chronicles is just like they said they chronicled. They're going to give you the descendants here. From Adam to Noah here and his sons, Adam, Sheth, Enosh, Kenan. In other words, they're keeping track of who, I mean the genealogies, these guys had them. Uh, But now I'm going to skip on here. It's a lot of fantastic things like we looked at last week here. But we're going to pick right up here at the, uh, I'm going to go to the 14th chapter here. Remember God said he promised to, uh, he would give the sure mercies of David. They went to Jesus as well okay chronicles 14 now Haram the king of Tyre sent messages to David now he's the second king of Israel he sent messengers to David and timber of cedars and masons and carpenters to build him a house now this was David's David was he even described himself he said man I'm a dog why are you doing this to me you and I have these same blessings this is not even Solomon. Solomon it, it, Solomon starts out in Second Chronicles, and it's just so much that the, the the wealth is piled up. Silver's just piled up out as rubble. Notice this was not some peon here. It was the king. He said, "Oh, I'll send you. I'll send you these timbers, masons, carpenters, build him a house." And David perceived that the Lord had confirmed him king over Israel, for his kingdom was lifted up on high because of his people Israel. God did what? He did what? You and I have the same sure mercies of David. Okay. And David took more wives at Jerusalem, and David begat more sons and daughters. We don't need to choke over that. It's just what happened, okay? Okay. <clears throat> All right, let's keep going here. Now, these are the names of his children. Okay, he named them right here. and We're going to skip some of this. Now, notice, look at this right here. He comes up and it says, When the Philistines heard David was anointed king over Israel, the Philistines went up to seek David. And David heard of it and he went out against them. The Philistines came and they spread across the valley of Repham. The word Repham, <laughs> this is another word for giants. There were so many giants. Okay, but anyway, David inquired of God. See, so here's how you trust the Lord. He said, hey, should I go up against the Philistines? And will you deliver them into my hand? And the Lord said, go up. I'll deliver them into your hand. See, if the Lord said, no, I'm not going to do it, David would have said, well, we ain't going out there right now. But the Lord said, go. Notice David didn't go, well, he went. Anyway, uh, he said, so they went up to Baal, whatever. We could just say it was Arab or whatever. And David, boy, he smote him; He took him out. Let me switch his back. I'm still in in the... the King James, let's go back to the Living Bible here. Yeah, the Lord said, I will. So he attacked them at this place. and But look at that. He wiped them out. Mercy. Look at this. He exalted, God used me to sweep away my enemies like water bursting through a dam. Now David, just lighten up. It's not always going, yes, it is going to be this way. That's why the place was known as Now, you don't name places after something that God's not going to do over and over again. Boy, David named it the place of breaking through. You ever heard David sing this song, I can run through a troop, leap over a wall? That's where it all came from. After the battle, look at this. Now, here's where trusting the Lord is. After the battle, the Israelis, they picked up many idols. Uh Uh-oh. Left by the Philistines. But David ordered them burned. You don't need a blooming idol. Isaiah, such a great prophet, during one of the times during King Hezekiah's reign and a few other kings, and some kings worshiped the Lord and some worshiped the idols. And Hezekiah, I mean, excuse me, Isaiah made so much fun of it. It was the Lord. The Lord's making so much fun of it. He said, You get a piece of wood, you cut it, you carve it up, the parts you don't use, you heat your house and cook with, and the rest of it, you go, Oh, you made me. Oh, he said, That is stupid. And God said, okay, next time you're in trouble, you ask that hunk of wood for help. But now we're not doing that. So what do we do? Next time I'm in trouble, I'm going to ask the Lord. So he tells you it's okay to ask him for help. That's what David did here. Okay, later on, the Philistines, boy, they tried it again. No, you can't always expect the Lord to give you victory all the time. Oh, yes, you can. Look at this. Again, David asked God what to do. How do I do this? The Lord said, go around the mulberry trees. Go around the back, attack from there. When you hear a sound like marching on the top of the mulberry trees. Now, what was that? F-15s? What's going on here? He said, that's your signal to attack. For God will go before you and destroy the enemies. Praise the Lord. So David did as the Lord commanded him. He cut down the army of the Philistines all the way from this place to this. Boy, I mean, there was no question about it. David's fame. Now, remember, you've got to remember that's you spread everywhere and the lord caused all the nations to fear him wow okay 15 david now built several palaces for himself in jerusalem i will give unto you the sure mercies of david i grew up with a lake house i'll never forget i was probably sixth or seventh grade until i realized you don't have a lake house i thought everybody had a lake house now, you can call that being spoiled or whatever, but you can understand what's going on here. David had several palaces for himself. Sometimes we think, well, I just, I just you know, I, I need to, no, let the Lord bless you. I hath not seen nor ear heard the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. It's not just in the here and after, it's now. Anyway, and so, and he built a new tabernacle to, to house the ark of God and issued these instructions. When we transfer the ark to the new home, no one except the Levites may carry it, for God has chosen them for this purpose. Uh, Remember, Moses had said, only the Levites need to move this thing. Anyway, David summoned all Israel to Jerusalem to celebrate. Notice this, celebrate. You've got to understand, this is tailgating to the hilt. When you realize how great God is, and you're going to move... Basically, where the Lord's tabernacle was, it was at Hebron. It was, I don't know, maybe 10, 15 miles away. And they were going to move it to uh, Jerusalem. Anyway, David summoned all Israel, all Israel, to celebrate the bringing of the ark to the new tabernacle. These were the priests. Now, boy, look at the details. Now, we're not going to read them all, but you can just see them. 120, 220, 130, 280. Let's keep going. Uh, let's see, they were, David called for Zadok. They were the high priest, the Levite leaders. You're the, levers. You're the leaders. He said, Sanctified, uh, sanctify yourself. Remember, they're the only ones that can move it. If you, if you remember, David, a few years ago, tried to move it. I think it was only a couple of years ago. That could have been, it's close. David tried to move it before, and one of his men reached up there to, to, to stable it because it was fixing to fall, and the guy, the guy died he said, the Lord destroyed us because we handled the, the, the matter improperly. You were not carrying it. So, boy, they got back. See, there was carrying poles. It, the purpose for that was, was to show holiness. And But when Jesus died on the cross, all that stuff ended. This is how holy it is now. He's standing at your door. You don't need to carry him poles anymore. But, boy, back then you did. And that really shows why Jesus had to die. And that's why Jesus' death alone is the only way to bring you to heaven, to bring you to God. It's Praise the Lord. Anyway. <clears throat> Even if you never had sinned, you, you couldn't get near this thing because of Adam's sin. Adam's sin, that's just all God could see was Adam's sin on all of us. That's, and it just had to be all washed away and it got washed away when Jesus died on the cross. Anyway, so the priest underwent the ceremonies, sanctification. And uh, they bring in the, anyway, to bring this ark home. Okay, they carried the ark on their shoulders with its carrying poles just as the Lord instructed Moses. And there's details, Leviticus, how to carry this thing. And they looked it up, found out. King David ordered the Levite leaders to organize the singers. Oh, to let the people, it had nothing to do with the people. These singers went in there when nobody was at church. And they sang before the Lord. Yeah, you know, we have to scratch our heads sometimes and realize, you know what? I don't do. I'm I'm going to lead us all in prayer. Everybody listening? Nobody needs to listen, but the Lord. But a lot of things we do, we think it's we just for show. I'm, you know, we could take the church sign down out there. It don't matter because it's about the Lord. It's not about what people think we're doing in here. Okay, let's keep reading. David ordered the Levite leaders to organize the singers into an orchestra. Huh? They played loudly. And joyously upon harps, well, psalters, so like guitars, and cymbals, he Man, the son of Joel, Asaph, whatever, and these guys' names, they were the musicians. Ah, what else we got here? Anyway, the men following I'm not going to follow. Anyway, these guys were doorkeepers, okay? All right, they were, these guys sounded bronze cymbals. Wow. Look at this. Here's a, whoops, you're to stop this thing. Oh. This is First Chronicles 15, verse 20. Look at this. There was an octet accompanied by harps. Wow. The song leader was this guy. Okay. Um, scroll down here. Anyway, these guys here, Obed and Jihad, they, they guarded the ark. Wow. Then David and the elders, look at this. Oh, and the high officers of the army, they went with, look at this, great joy. This is where the ark was to take the ark to Jerusalem and because God didn't destroy the Levites who were carrying the ark anyway they sacrificed all these animals Uh, David was carrying excuse me me, David the Levites carrying the ark the singers and this guy the song leader they were all dressed in linen robes David wore a linen ephod so the, the leaders of Israel took the ark to Jerusalem with shouts of joy they were blowing horns and trumpets crashing cymbals wow wow Now, look at this little note of history right here. Now, we have 1 Samuel gives us some detail here. This was Saul's. Remember when David killed Goliath? What's going to happen if I kill Goliath? You'll get Saul's daughter. I mean, yeah, Saul's daughter. Well, that was Saul's daughter. Notice she was, I don't like what's going on. Boy, we don't want to be a part of this. But as the ark arrived in Jerusalem, David's wife, Michael, the daughter of King Saul, she felt deep disgust. As she watched David from the window and saw him dancing like a madman. Well, sort of dancing like a madman. And Samuel refers, he didn't have nothing on. So his wife was a little ticked. Well, David had a little conversation with her. And she said, I was a nothing, and I was trying to show everybody that I was nothing, and I was going to stand before the ark as though I was nothing because everything I have to this day was because God gave it to me. Boy, he let her have it. But see, some people just think, well, just it's all luck. It's not luck, praise the Lord. Well, that wasn't the end of it. We've got to stop here in just a moment, but watch this. So they brought the ark in, a special tent David had prepared for it. Anyway, they offered all these offerings. Look at this. Then he gave every person, well, anyway, excuse me, at the conclusion of these offerings, David blessed the people in the name of the Lord. He gave every person a present, men and women alike, a loaf of bread, some wine, and a cake of raisins. Wow. And then he notices, he appointed certain of the Levites to minister to the ark, giving constant praise and thanks to the Lord God of Israel, uh, asking for his blessings upon the people. Now, we have the details of what David did. Now, what's he done so far? Nothing but just trust the Lord. Nothing but just say, look, we're going to thank the Lord for his blessings. Notice David didn't say, well, hey, get the chaplain out here and have him pray for us because we're going to have a battle next week. No, David did his own praying. He said, Lord, help me, you know, help me. These are the names given to this assignment. Boy, they sure had details for nothing if this wasn't the way it was. Anyway, Ben and I, Ahaziah, they played their trumpet. Look at that. They played their trumpets regularly before the ark. Oh, you mean when they called and they passed out bulletins and said, next Thursday night we'll have a trumpet court." Uh uh Nobody was in the tabernacle, just trumpet players. They got down, like Dustin, and there was the ark behind that thing, and they played. Wow. Now why would they do that? Well, obviously they trusted the Lord. They didn't trust that, well, we need some music around this place. It's kind of dull. They were playing it before the Lord. David said do this. Now remember, David could play a harp. Wow. It doesn't mean you need to pick up your trumpet or nothing or learn to play, but we need to recognize that, wow. Here it is. Custom of using choirs. Look at this. In the tabernacle to sing thanksgiving to the Lord. It was not... To have a church service. It was to sing before the Lord. So when you're riding in your car, nobody's in there but you, and you're singing, wow, look what you're doing. Now, we need to stop here, but watch. They wrote down, David wrote down here what they were singing. Oh, give thanks to the Lord and pray to Him, they sang. Tell the people of the world about His mighty didings. What He did. No, it's His doings. Sing to him. Yes, sing his praisings. Tell of all his marvelous works. And sometimes you have to remind yourself of that. Go, yeah, I remember last year. I'm going to be all right. I remember that. It, if you can't remember, go read some. But you should remember some things that happened to you. Glory in his holy name. Let, look at that. Let all rejoice who seek the Lord. Yeah, but I, I, I'm depressed right now. You won't be depressed if you do this, you know because he says let them all rejoice seek the Lord yes look at that seek his strength wow 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 and seek his face untiring O descendants of his servant Abraham chosen sons of Jacob remember his mighty miracles his marvelous miracles I mean does this ever end no it doesn't he is the Lord of all his authority is seen throughout the earth remember his covenant forever the words he commanded to a thousand generations. You know, we have record. It was 50. If, at the time Jesus was born, it had only been 45 generations. And that was 4,000 years. We are 2,000 years on this side of Jesus. We are a long way from a thousand generations. His agreement with Abraham. This one here was not only... Uh, well, first thing, it was, it was protection and finances and having kids. Isaac was the same way. Prosperity and having kids. Isaac couldn't have any kids. Rachel or Rebecca, she couldn't have any kids, but he prayed and it happened. She had kids. Confirmation to Jacob. Remember the latter? And Jacob said, all right, if you're going to bless me, then I'll give you 10% of everything I got. Wow. Israel was few in number. Oh, so few. And merely strangers in the promised land. When they wandered from country to country. Now they're just as numerous as the sand of the sea. Okay. From one kingdom to another. Look at this. God didn't let anyone harm them. Now I know I like to carry a pistol. and I can, you know, meld them down to New Orleans. I was glad you had her pistol. But listen, if you don't have a pistol, the Lord will still protect you. It's not what you know about protection. It's the Lord. Even kings were killed who sought to hurt them. This is a song. Don't harm my chosen people, he declared. These are my prophets, don't touch them. Sing to the Lord, O earth. Declare each day that he is the one. Look at that. Now that's not heaven. That is not heaven. It will be one day, but it's right now. Your arms hurt, your legs, your back, whatever. It's the Lord who will help you. Let's get through this, we're almost done. Show his glory to the nations. Well, you can't ever count on God. Well, what do you mean you can count? Tell everyone about his miracles. You know, the more you read the Bible, the more you'll realize, you know what? God wants to show out. Yes, he does. Wow. For the Lord is great and greatly to be praised. He is to be held in high above all gods. The other so-called gods, they're demons. Remember, this is a song. Jingle bells, the other so-called gods are demons. I mean, it's a song. Okay? The Lord made the heavens. See, here it is again. Boy, we got to keep coming back to this. God made everything. I'm not, matter of fact, the law of thermodynamics. If you, if you do, a little, do a little research on creation, the law of thermodynamics, everything's not getting better, like survival of the fittest. No, it's survival of the luckiest, really. There's no, there is no, not any. It's getting worse. <clears throat> okay. Majesty and honor march before him. Strength and gladness walk beside him. Old people, what's he say? Of all nations of the earth. That would mean, okay. Ascribe great strength and honor and glory to his name. Yes, ascribe to the Lord. the glory. Bring an offering. Come before him. Worship the Lord. Clothe with tremble before him. The world stands unmoved. Let the heavens be glad. The earth rejoice. Let all nations say, it's the Lord who reigns. You know, the vast oceans roar, the countryside, everything in it rejoice. Let the trees of the... See, we've heard these things in songs. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for He's good. His loving kindness go on forever. Cry to Him. Here's your prayer. Save us. Now remember, this is anything, of course, we're going to go to heaven. Praise the Lord. But this is daily. Look at that. Bring us safely back from among the nations. Boy, we know the Jews have... We've got the history on that. They've just... They were in Egypt. They got out, whatever. We will thank your holy name and triumph in your praise. Blessed be the God of Israel forever and ever. And all the people shouted amen. Anyway, David arranged for this guy and the fellow Levites to minister regularly at the temple. Okay? Doing day to day whatever they need to be done. These groups were this group and that group and whatever. Praise the Lord. And then here was your morning and evening sacrifices. That's what Moses had commanded that they do. And anyway, oh, look at that. They were chosen to give thanks to the Lord for His constant love and mercy. Wow. They used trumpets. Okay, whatever. The la- look at this. At the last celebration ended, the people returned to their homes, and uh, David returned to bless his own household. Now, this goes all the way to 29, and then it's 2 Chronicles, and it's all Solomon. At the very end of this here, David, he's an old man, we don't have time to do it, but I'm going to summarize. He's an old man, and he's gathered all this wealth. And he's called all the people together, the, judge, the, the rulers and whatever, the, the high officers and stuff. He said, I'm passing this over to Solomon. You need to help him. He's a young guy, and he's the one that's going to build this temple. But, he, but David goes on and says, I got all of this wealth and stuff because of the Lord. David got all of 1 Samuel... Yeah, oh, excuse me, first, actually, yeah, half of 1 Samuel and then all of 2 Samuel. He got all of 1 Chronicles, and uh, he only gets the first chapter of 1 Kings. But he took this whole book. As you pass from Solomon, Solomon gets about 10 chapters about because it was great. And then after that, each little king just gets a little bit because they didn't do what David did, Okay. Some of them did, and they, got, they, they, were, they were blessed tremendously. But uh, my point is is that, praise the Lord, we have the details of what David did. He truly trusted the Lord. And Jesus, we already found out, we've got the sure mercies of David. Praise the Lord. But anyway, that's just incredible. Oh, what, um, what happened here with David? Oh, I'm going to stop here. Yeah. yes, yeah, see, he, he summoned all of Israel. And he said, he's going to be, uh, oh, he's, he, look at this. He said, I have gathered as much as I could for building it, enough gold, bronze, silver, wood, great quantities. And now because of my devotion to the temple, I'm given all of my private treasures to aid in the construction. This in addition to the building materials I've already collected, the personal, this was millions of dollars of gold. Uh, he says, look at this, David said, who's going to follow my example? Who himself? Uh, uh, who will give himself and all that the Lord has? Uh, excuse me, and all that he has to the Lord. Boy, the clan leaders jumped in and they said, "Hey, we're going to do it." And they brought all this gold and stuff. They brought all their stuff in too. Look at this! Everyone was excited and happy for the opportunity of service. David was moved with deep with deep joy, while still in the presence of the whole assembly. David expressed his praises to the Lord, O oh God of our fathers. Praise your name forever. You're the mighty power. Your glory. Everything in the heavens and earth is yours. And this is your kingdom. We adore you uh, being in control of everything. Riches and honor come from you alone. And he goes on and says, you're the one that got us all this stuff. And he's going to do it all for us too. Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you watching the life of David and seeing what happened for him. Being a little boy and overcoming Goliath and the things that happened prior to that. The bear and the lion. And we see how he laid out things, how he trusted you, Lord. Lord, we're going to trust you too. Look at these magnificent blessings. Father, we just think if we're faced with any kind of difficulty, no matter what it is, you'll get us out. And if we're not feeling good today, sickness or some sort of problem, you'll take care of that. If it's finances, praise the Lord, you got that covered too. And that doesn't leave anything left but for us to assign uh, secretaries to write down the great things that's happened to us too. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, Hallelujah. <laughs>